And rising everybody, Natalie and Pam. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a, there's a little bit of a delay there, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> it's early. Uh, I'm trying. It is early. We're all trying for us. Okay. <laughs> for us. Or <laughs> me. Uh, um, oh, what is that song? Pour me. Pour me another cup of coffee. Cheers. Right. <laughs> Cheers. Love my coffee. I have to have it in the morning. Everybody knows that. Um, so awesome. Um, we are so ecstatic and excited that you joined us on our twin flame journey last time. And trust me, there's so much more to talk about when it comes to twin flame. Oh, Apparently, yeah. the topic is so important that people reached out mm. and awesome. wanted to know oh, yeah they wanted to know we're going to do the next episode um and you know and i think that's kind of the topic we're going to do today which is it could be part of the twin flame story but not necessarily but could be um and that's the sacred fe uh, feminine and masculine which i've done many a times on my my older podcast um but the thing that's different is I didn't have the twin flame story, number one. Number two, I didn't have another person with me on here to talk about it. So I only had my language. So we will start by, um, I believe, just, you know, Pam, if you want to just kind of tell us what the sacred feminine masculine means to you, like what exactly is it, um, you know, your definition, and then why is it important to even understand these particular concepts, which I know they're floating around everywhere, but from your perspective, um, tell us. Okay. Um, sure. From my perspective, so feminine and masculine, right? The two kind of energies, um, regardless of gender. And just say that right now, it's not about you and your body. Like it's more of these energies that we embody. Um, so the feminine masculine representing darkness and light, subconscious and unconscious, the masculine being this kind of protector, caregiver. I mean, um, not so much a caregiver, that would be more feminine, but he provides, right? So that the feminine can be a caregiving, naturally, um, nurturing, creative, intuitive energy. Um, understanding of Of like and then it's about seeing how we embody that um through a healed kind of aspect so a wounded obviously masculine and a woman wounded feminine are very much more toxic um feminine can be very manipulative while the masculine can be very co controlling and you know kind of greed runs through both of them and power and whatnot um so when you're able to work through that and rise into like this more sacred aligned healing energy then it's just yeah healthier like there's no um right there's no lashing out because of like ego there's no trying to control and manipulate other people to get what you want um it's more about just being true to who you are so that you can create and be nurturing um or or feel nurtured by others um 
I don't know if that's a great explanation or not, but it's kind of. No, it's good. But you keep saying nurturing. So I'm wondering if your uh, sacred feminine energy needs some love and care. Right. <laughs> I've been to take care of myself. Um, right. And yeah. yeah, as a mom, I'm always taking care of my babies. So for me, it is very much just nurturing, kind of keeps the home going, keeps everybody. And didn't be in chaotic. So I think that's why I think of like nurturing um, when it comes to like kiddos or whatnot, you know, people that need that help. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I think it's a great definition. I think it's, you know, like you said, the conscious, the unconscious, it's the, the light, the dark, the moon, the sun, the, it's the duality that's experienced within each individual. And, you know, it's the push and the pull, you know, the up and the down yeah. and it's the ability to find balance within those systems. So the balance is where it's important. And I think it's probably the hardest thing to accomplish. And I know someone said, oh, I don't like the word balance. I mean, we, I don't know that we are, it is like a balance theme, but we're kind of ebb and flowing between the two energies constantly and, and trying yeah. to figure out how to um, maneuver through, through it. And I think it's funny because I was, so I, I, you know, I read people on Facebook. Sometimes I'm reading their post, <laughs> and I try to explain the sacred feminine and masculine. Is I think people don't really get what they're talking about sometimes, um, and I think they're just kind of throwing concepts out there, and they're just because they hear it from other people, right? And they're like, "Ah, oh, that's toxic masculine. That's toxic feminine." And I'm like, "Yeah," and they say it based on, like you said, gender. Yeah. Um, so if, if a woman is being controlling, that's toxic feminine. I'm like, that's not toxic feminine energy. But, and I try to tell them that because I'm like, I want people to understand what these energies mean and how you balance them out. And I kind of like the idea of saying wounded. I think that would be a better way. And then out of that wound, maybe things become very toxic. And, and that's true. I mean, it, even in nature, right? If you have a cut, that you don't take care of and it gets, if it's open and it's, it, you know, it doesn't heal properly, it, it does get toxic for your body. So with the sacred feminine and masculine, it can become toxic. Good morning. Good morning, Rock Wheeler. How are you? Um, so to have people understand truly what we mean when we say sacred and feminine and masculine as not gender, but as an energy potential that exists within us and we both have the polar you know these opposites within us that we're constantly battling where the, the sacred feminine um you know you know i kind of got into a chat on facebook with a person and they got kind of mad and then they're like ah get out of here you toxic feminine person and i was like oh, oh wow. man they're still not in it i was like i love you it has nothing to do with that i'm not there's no toxicity i'm and i actually was agreeing with what he was saying but i think he was so enraged with fury about this term called to toxic masculine that he couldn't even see that i was agreeing with him so i was like never mind you don't you can't even see past your own fury to hear what i'm saying is yes i agree with you yeah um which 
kind of funny. And then he called me, goes on to say, you're a toxic feminine energy. And I'm like, not really. That would actually still be toxic masculine. Right. That's right. projecting. Especially if we're like going to war, right? And battle, um, <laughs> which is funny. Um, so to understand the energies, and if you understand them within yourself, um, then you can start to harmonize the energies within yourself as well. And, you know, kind of the self-love, I think, comes from that as well. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So tell me what you think about that. Uh, no, I agree. From my personal experience, um, I'm very much feminine, feminine, feminine. So I had to learn to like find the parts of me, right? That That is the masculine energy where I can protect myself and I can provide for myself um, and not have to, you know, really <laughs> worry um, so much. And it, it was, it was like discovering this energy, recognizing its role and its purpose. And then like you said, it, integrating, right? Coming into balance. didn't feel safe. I didn't feel protected. Um, and so I had to, I had to do that role for myself. I had to provide that. So it is really important to try and sit with yourself and explore yourself and explore how you, you know, your action states when you're doing it compared to when you're just being, um, and I think the more that you do that, the more you discover, you you know the wounds around why maybe one is so dormant or one why one energy is um very much like intense all the time yeah i think um <laughs> i think for me it's like uh i'm very like i have a lot of masculine energy never really understood what the healed masculine energy look like internally for myself had no idea how to um you know heal that and i think that was part of my journey right because my all so we so i would say this with the with the listeners is if we learn these patterns from our parents right those are our first we get to blame our parents for everything yes no <laughs> we're definitely not gonna stay there forever right you're not gonna blame your parents forever or you will get stuck not moving forward but we do learn from our parents first and that would be the individuals even if it wasn't parents if you were adopted or even if you were a foster child whatever you know your story is those individuals even if it was another family member raising you you learn from those in, those individuals to yeah. begin with like those are the first people that we learn from so in that programming um that we learn when we're young those are how we understand the sacred feminine and masculine now we have throughout the time um, ascribed roles to these individuals. So we, you know, with the man saying, hey, you're the protector, you're gonna, you know, protect. And I think what ended up happening is that got over exaggerated. Yeah. And it was like, well, men are just this way. And I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> and then it's like, well, women are just that way. No, they're not. We have it internally, but here's what happens. I think that when men, assume their role in the masculine energy which is the protector and and they do it from a healthy place women 
will tend to feel more inclined to step into that creative, intuitive Absolutely. caregiving role. Absolutely. And I think we're missing that. Exactly. You feel safe. And I think we're totally missing that. We're missing the mark in the Western world with that at this point. Um, and it, it's become a detriment to our society, in my personal opinion, um, where us women feel like we have to, at least from my perspective, we have to be our own protector. Mm. And, and, you know, there's not really you know, I'm looking for men that are like, and I see there are, I'm not saying there are not healthy men out there that are, you know, assuming that role, but it, it is changing drastically in our society. And so it's kind of hard to, um, let's see, why do women be masculine? I prefer feminine. Yeah, see, there you go. And I'm giving you a um, an explanation without even knowing your question. Um, and that's why, because there's so much wounded masculine energy um that you know women don't feel safe um yeah. you have to understand we have gone through a lot and i'm not saying men haven't and i think where the disconnect has happened and this is just one way is that men were 100 cut off from their emotional state of being yeah um, and especially in the western world and that does not do any good for anybody because emotion is part of our human experience um, and to cut that off is to say you're not human. And so, I, you know, we have a lot of these wounded men out there who um, are not as they're not stepping into the role of a healthy masculine energy. So that's why it's so important to understand the both, because men have w feminine energy as well. Um, yeah. And when they when they can heal that part of themselves, it's just think about a mother and a child, like a little boy and a mother like the mother shows him nurturing, loving kindness, you know, and, and shows him, but also shows him like, you have to have a good heart. And then, you know, then there's that masculine energy. If we go back to like ancient times where the father's like, and here's how you go hunting and here's how you do all these things, <laughs> you know, now it's like, I don't know what it is. I guess people are playing video games and they're hunting on online and not really hunting game, you know? But that was kind of like the rites of passage and the rituals and stuff. Mm. Um, so, so I think that that's why women can't, I feel, this is my perspective. I cannot settle into trusting a man to be a protector. I don't, and I, I haven't experienced it fully either. So I don't even think I've experienced a healthy masculine in my life ever. Um, so I have to be my own protector. So then, yes, I become more masculine because who's going to protect me and and not harm me, you know, and allow me the space to actually drop into my feminine sweet self. I can't. I don't have that opportunity to do it. Mm. because I'm not seeing these men show up the way that they should, just like women are not showing up the way that they should. And I don't know, maybe should is not the right word, but, could, but honestly, yeah. So, and I mean, tell me how you feel about that, Pam. Like, what are your thoughts? Um, I agree. I mean, it's such a, it's such a tricky topic and I think it definitely <laughs> can trigger people who aren't familiar, don't fully understand um because again it, it's energy right within a body and we have both so it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman you're just going to have one more dominant energy than the other um so 
Yeah, I've, I mean, when I think about, like you said, you know, your, who you, who raises you and your young environment and how you're conditioned um, by family and school and culture and right, boys are told like, you can't cry. Um, yeah, you know, like, and, and so it's like, yeah, have these blocks, um, right away to your emotions and then girls are expected to do the cooking and the cleaning and to, you know, play with baby dolls. So it's right from childhood. It's like, here's the roles, here's the, you know, what you're supposed to do with that and how it's supposed to look and be. And then we grow up and realize like, wow, this is kind of crazy. Like, I don't want to follow this or do this or get stuck in this limited, um, limited like space. Um, so yeah, I, I think the best thing in some instances is just to notice just notice, like, don't act out, like, don't, you know what I mean? Don't engage, but just notice how the feminine, the masculine are showing up. Um, I think that's helpful because we get kind of caught up um, in trying to like label everything, look at people, judge people. Um, you know, everybody has their wounds and their, you know, reasons for how they've grown into like who they become. And so it's like, just observe. I think that can help people in the moment of really recognizing maybe more feminine and masculine and seeing how, okay, this is wounded, um, compared to like, this is healthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fathers, let's see what, uh, let's see what color. Fathers are not the same as mothers, though. No, they're not. And the that's because men and husbands anymore. No, and the thing is, is like, again, it's an energy. I like what, you know, Pam is saying. It's just an energy that exists within all of us. So we have both. And that's something that I want to land for people to really understand. And it's really important that men are able to to feel the emotion so that they can understand the full experience of the feminine and have compassion for it and have have this care for it to say, wow, you know, yes, we may experience higher heightened emotions and higher emotions, which is true. That is a true thing because we do have hormonal states that are a lot more uh, like the <laughs> cycles of the moon, right? <laughs> We're like the tides in the ocean. Like one day our tides might be calm and the next day we might be crashing into everything. So, <laughs> so yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Men are like so, the roller coaster, much more like technical and logical about the ups and the downs. <laughs> so, but, but again, you know, when a man understands emotion, and is able to not cut that off he yeah begin yeah. to at least understand a woman and understand what we are going to yeah going through um we are simple idiots yeah we are we're simple yet complex and that's the problem right <laughs> we turn something simple into complexity and we're here so we can't here's the deal we can't turn off the complexity that has already begun because now yeah. we're having these very complex conversations to try to get back to the simplicity. So it's, I mean, trust me, I say this all the time. I'm like, I'm simple yet complex. Okay? And I'm gonna go off on a tangent just a little bit. And by that, I mean, when I order something at a restaurant, if I eat out, which is a rare occasion, I want simple. 
I'm like, please don't put all the sauces and please don't put all the salt and please don't. And that becomes complex. But really, I'm asking for simplicity, but it's mm -hmm. complex, right? And I think that's the same thing that we're going through in society. We've overthought these things. But here's the deal. We have to now, we have to talk about getting back to the basics because we have, I feel what we have done is we have totally taken what was sacred to our individual experience and we've sort of siloed the sacred feminine and masculine into gender roles. Yeah. And then into, you know, man and woman. And then now it's become this war of men versus women. And it's not a war. Right. The reality is, is that the war's within. And, and I think that's what Pamela's trying to say too, that these energies live within us. Yeah. Um, I was raised in a home where my dad worked and my mom did not. She was more of a home wife mom. Yeah. And I think back in the day was common. Um, I don't know how long ago that was. Do you want to give a date? <laughs> <laughs> or you don't want to reveal your age. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, because if you looked at the family structure and home ages ago, right, it was so different from what yeah. we have today. Absolutely. Well, we, we also didn't, um, I'm 43. Oh, okay, good. So we're the same age, 80s baby. Cheers to that. <laughs> I unfortunately did not come from a home that was made up like that. So, you know, my perspective is going to be a lot different. Um, what was your home environment like, Pam? Did you have your parents together? Was it a broken home or... Um, my parents were together until I was eight years old. They divorced, okay. yeah, during the third grade. And then wow. I went and um I lived with my dad. Wow. Pretty much. Yeah, until I was like twelve. And then the teen years happened and I think I just cared more about friends. And I, I left, yeah, like right shocker. Um but I left I left Rhode Island and went to Maine. because um, I felt like it was more it was such a different environment. And so I really chose based on that than my parents because I wish I would have stayed with my daddy. <laughs> Not going to lie. I would do it over Aww. if I could because he really Aww. has been the only masculine energy that um, truly made me feel safe and protected. Um, and I think I've been looking for that yeah. kind of my whole life. And my ex-husband um, was very controlling and very, uh, very aggressive at times when, when that control and that power seemed to be threatened. Um, so I have not found a, a masculine really to make me feel um, safe. And here I am raising three boys and trying to teach them, like, it's okay to have emotions and feelings and, you know, because their father, unfortunately, still will, will say those things about man up and don't act like a girl. And it really bothers me. Ah, uh, ah, uh, yeah. uh, see? Uh, Is yeah. it controlling or protecting? Yeah. Um, Right. Uh, but it's just what he learned, you know, it's just what he learned from his parents and how it's been passed down. But I think that's good to make a distinction between what is controlling and what is protecting, right? Yeah. Um, controlling is trying to um, exert some um, or coerce somebody into their own will, like manipulate, like you can't do this, you can't do that. It's not protecting. 
Yeah. Protection. I wasn't allowed to do things. <laughs> exactly. That's manipulation and control. Yeah. Um, protection is if somebody comes to harm your family, you will do anything to protect them. You yeah. know, so it's like a do no harm, take no shit type of thing. And that's one of my favorite sayings in all in all the world. That is the best example of a healthy masculine. I will do no harm, but I am not going to take shit. And I feel like that's a healthy masculine way of saying I will protect what I need to, but I'm not going to go out and actively harm anything. Yeah. But if somebody comes at me, see, and this is my ma masculine talking and I, you know, I do Kung Fu, you know that. And that's part of the Kung Fu way as well. Like it's not about going out and harm. And in fact, it's a great way to, to balance out your energy is Kung Fu because Kung Fu does sort of speak to the feminine and mas masculine energies. I mean, Look at women of consciousness, Rockweller. It, the, the there's a reason that we have the yin yang symbol, right? It's because yeah. there's this balance between the both feminine and masculine energy internally, and and that's an individual journey that people have to go through. Now it's because you talked about the complexity and the simplicity, and it has become so complex. But why? It's because society has forced. Uh, men and women into specific roles yeah. that yes, they're important. I'm not saying that these roles aren't important. If, if, if a man showed up <coughs> totally masculine, like in a healthy masculine, that's sexy as hell. Women love men who show up that way. Trust yeah. me, you know? And so we hear this where it's like, we naturally will fall into our feminine energy when we feel safe in, in a masculine energy. It's just a natural thing that happens for us. It doesn't have to be forced, right? And I think that that's what's happened is that, you know, in the Western world specifically, we've we've come so far into these roles where it's like, oh, the woman stays home and the man goes to work. It's like, it's not that easy. That's That's not really how it works. These roles happened right over time because women felt safe to be the nurturer they felt safe to have a lot of kids they felt like the man was out there going and doing what he needed to do to to actually provide and protect the family not by force <laughs> you know what i mean and yeah. and they work together and then the two work together in harmony um but both had those things and and i can tell you right now let's see but men need a woman as much as women need men it's and that's we're not saying yeah. that we're not saying yeah. they don't we're saying heal the internal masculine and feminine within yourself yes yes harmony and then there's and then there's this ebb and flow in harmony there's this dude that i've been watching i don't know how he just showed up on my instagram he seems like such a healthy masculine energy like i feel safe around him. And I don't even know the guy. Yeah. And, and I'm telling you, he's this big, he's like Cal Drogo. Do you know who that is? No. Okay. Do you know uh, Aquaman? Oh yeah. Cause okay, like he's like that dude, right? He's like this yeah. big, like manly man where you're just like, Oh, he's a, he's a big man. You know, that's like, I feel good with that man. He feels like he's, you know, and I'm not saying all men have to be that big to feel protected, but I'm just saying he shows up on my feed, right? And he's talking about what we're talking about from the man's perspective. And oh my God, you could tell this guy has done his work internally. Mm -hmm. 
because he does talk about it for me. He does talk. He says, you know, women want to feel protected, not controlled, but protected. And, and you show them this loving kindness. So he has this gentleness about him. But you can tell that if anybody messed with his family, he ain't going to take it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely not. And that's what not, that energy is meant. Uh -huh. Like, yeah, to do and feel and be. I'm going to share that Instagram stuff with you, Pam, so you can see this guy. I'm like, we need to have him on our podcast. He's, right? he's a, I feel like he's a good example of a healthy masculine energy, you know? Yeah, um, that's beautiful. And the same thing, is. though, for masculine, like I even recently was thinking about this more because um, I, I do a lot with plant medicines and I was having an experience recently with ayahuasca and there was these beautiful tapestries and there's three of them. And so it was the divine feminine and the divine masculine on the outside and in the middle it was like them kind of merging or separating. And I just kind of got lost in, in these images and I've really started thinking like, okay, I know what I need as a feminine from a masculine to feel safe, to feel protected. So this way I can show up and be intuitive and be creative. Um, so what is a masculine need from like a healthy fem feminine? It was kind of where I started diving into that. And it led to some conversations with people that I know that are masculine and are doing the work. And for them, it was vulnerability which made sense to me because it kept coming back to that, you know, kind of nurturing space, like I was saying earlier. Um, because when you think about it, like you had said earlier too, that small boy where, where their mom took care of them, right? Their mom did everything. And I think a lot of wounded men then grow up and just expect that. And that's where women have been, um, you know, just forced into this role, especially looking looking back the last couple hundred years where mm -hmm. we had no rights um, to jobs mm -hmm. or creativity, you know, to any kind of career aspect. Um, so a lot of women were just like shunned. Um, and, and so there is a need for the masculine to be able to come home and, and feel vulnerable and feel safe in that from the feminine. Mm -hmm because mm -hmm. they are so they're carrying all the weight on their shoulders right they're the ones who have to go out and provide and protect so how do they decompress that stress if mm -hmm. they don't feel like they can be emotional or they can show um you know that vulnerability and softer side so it yeah. is a really i i think eye-opening um question when you start diving into like what is a healthy sacred feminine masculine what is a wounded and that's why i was saying the more you can look at people the more you can just observe and notice uh i think you kind of start getting answering questions mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah um uh the government putting more women into the workforce just to collect more taxes yeah i'm sure they are um but when we started to see the western world um and you know so we could talk a lot about the the industry right when when women went to factories and stuff a lot of it was because men were out to war and they yeah, needed yeah. people to continue working in the economy i mean that's when we had the biggest wave of, mm -hmm. of women get into the workforce and i think they wanted to continue to work is what happened they were like we right. want to work why can't we continue to work they found and, you know, passion and like, go home now <laughs> go home now and they're like what work yeah. um and i don't think that there's any wrong anything wrong with having women in the workforce 
Um, and and here's the deal. I mean, it becomes this hard challenge thing because we went from this, um, I don't even know if it's the right word, but we went from like this um, stay at home kind of scenario, farm, land, big families to, in to industry, right? The industrial world arose out of um out of that and you know once factories were made and technology was created and developed and all that kind of stuff it did it did change the way that men and women sort of engaged in the world yeah right we no longer have this um big farmland you know you think about the family home and structure it changed so much yeah comparatively and it's still changing and yeah. it's very expensive to have children now yeah you can nearly not afford having children right it's like what i can't even afford to have children because the way that we've shaped and molded society um is kind of it's kind of a strange narrative how we've shaped society it's almost even though they're wanting to collect taxes, it's almost impossible for the both parents not to work at this point, especially if they want children, yeah. um, unless they're, you know, Amish, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Our Quakers or whatever, you know, the people that live off the land still, which is not even happening these days, right? In the Western world, um, that you absolutely have to have two incomes to survive even. Like, how are you going to get your food, right? We're not raising kids. Here's the deal. Okay, and this is probably going to on a tangent, but I'm just going to put this in there. We're raising kids to learn how to farm land on a computer through yeah. games. <laughs> they know how to, uh, you know, digitally be on a farm. So they get on their games and do that. So that's what we're teaching. We're not teaching them how to get out on the land and actually till the dirt, get their hands dirty, take care of the 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 animals and all the things that they used to do. So we're living in a very different time. And I think it's going to be very important for those who are on the spiritual journey to understand how to navigate this spiritual journey of the sacred feminine masculine during these times, which is going to look very different from what it did you know we're not going back yeah it, it's just we're yeah. not technology's already taken over so it becomes like pam was saying at the beginning a very internal type of work that we need to do to heal and that's healing our internal sacred feminine and masculine that we all carry yes. um and and i think the roles right now that we're playing um i don't think they were an accident basically you know breaking yeah. up the family home i mean it's a complex issue and like you said we're simple but we've made it so complex that we can't move past the complexity of it so now our brains are just constantly making it more complex <laughs> right it's like living systems theory which i'm not going to say that i'm totally on board with but <laughs> tell me it's not a, it, it is it's like living systems yeah. right it's a complex problem yeah. um, that we're facing go ahead no, I just think, um, as you're saying all that, it's, again, like the evolution of consciousness. It is the energy of the feminine, the energy of the masculine, right? Um, that was part of this oneness of the universe and still is, has its own um you know desires to create to manifest to mm -hmm. experience and come to know what it is consciously awakened to itself. 
and we're in a time of that integration and kind of going back to the twin flames <laughs> from last week when we were talking about you know the feminine and the masculine um coming into union that's what we're experiencing as a collective so the divine feminine has uh, been on i think a wave um riding out waves a lot longer um I really feel like 2012, right? That whole Mayan calendar, end of the world, was the paradigm shift for the age of Aquarius, where a lot of these things really started hitting us hard as a collective. And the feminine kind of woke up first. And now the last few years, um, the masculine is kind of going through his waves of awakening. Um, and so it's meant to it's meant to trigger us. It's meant to get us to, to question these things, to notice these things. It's not working. We have to fix it, change it, heal it. Um, and that's where we're coming into is this harmony and this union. I don't know how long, you know, the universe is going to let this game play out. You know, it's got its own journey, but in the meantime, we can surrender or we can resist and i'm kind of over resisting because it just persists and then it gets harder <laughs> and tougher and the universe kicks your ass a little bit more for not giving in and listening and trusting and surrendering um and, and so like yeah it just it, we've got to get outside the idea of the the gender equality rights and it being a man versus woman thing because it's not inside our own body we have these two energies that are jekyll and hyde and we need to do the work and in, and heal them and integrate them and then live from that embodied balanced place and the more we can show up for ourselves first in that harmony then it's going to show up for others as within so without as above so below it's just yeah. A complex concept, but at the basic, you know, root of it is that core oneness. And we are so out of balance and out of harmony. And the universe is forcing us to, to realign. Yep. I do like that. I like that. It's like consciousness is, you know, is trying to remember itself or, or it's working through us to identify our, our, see itself for what it is which yeah. is like and it is this like narrative of of both because even in nature right it's like that balance between the two and there's this tiny balance that holds everything together it's just mm. a, i mean one little thing can change the entire narrative not just for humans but for the entire cosmos right it's just yeah. it's in everything and 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 there is this perfect balance that the universe kind of has to keep us alive even right it's like think of all the things that go into keeping a human alive to begin with which is pretty i mean amazing and then there's like all these other uh life forms on this planet but it goes beyond that right so it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and i think like you're saying it's it's through us, which is cool. And this is a cool thing. And I think humans are not onto this yet. I think they're just too busy, caught up in this mechanistic, materialistic narrative that they can't 
they, they've lost sight of how cool it is to kind of be human. <laughs> and we have this golden opportunity to just kind of do some cool shit. And that's kind of where I'm like, come on, people. Yeah, we have this yeah. opportunity. But I think it lies in the balance, like you said, in in observing or recognizing. You know, you've said that a couple of times, like, just be aware, just observe. And it's observing yourself in interactions even observing your own biases about how a man or woman should show up in the world and thinking, wow, how am I showing up in the world through that narrative? Or, you know, why is that triggering me? If I see this woman who I feel is quote unquote, a toxic feminine energy, why is that triggering to me? How am I being toxic internally with my feminine energy? Because I'll say, I'll say this wounded feminine is like, don't take any days off. Don't, there's no time to rest. There's no time to take care of myself. So, you know, these men, like no one really, and I can't say no one, but I'd say the majority of people don't really understand that. Yes, there's a lot of pressure put on men in this way. Right. And what gets put on these men? Go, 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 go. Don't stop. Don't take any rest, yeah. this and that and the other. And it's like they're breaking their backs, right, with no rest. They don't even know what it's like to feel nurtured, I don't think. I don't know. I think some men probably maybe do, but mostly they don't. I mean, we live in, in the Western world. I always talk on behalf of the Western world because that's where I'm from. But, you know, for us, it's a work, work, work. I mean, we work Monday through Friday. I mean, the Ford model, I can't even believe we're still operating on the Ford model anymore. But Monday yeah. through Friday, yeah. nine to five. It's crazy. It, yeah. It's, and you're lazy. It, <laughs> you're lazy if you need rest. <laughs> that and that's a toxic masculine structure right it's yeah. it's very it's it's a wounded masculine and then these men and women both are stuck into this yeah mm -hmm. we need to um, realize we're more like the seasons and get in tune with the seasons right now is the harvest in the west yeah. and like the northern hemisphere and yeah this is where you're kind of reaping what you sowed over the past year from the plants that you've you know the seeds that you planted and going into the the winter soon like that's the time to go within and to to kind of be more like um um what is it like stillness um yeah introspection yeah. maybe yeah exactly I just want to yeah. say though, because I noticed really quick, he had made a comment mm -hmm. or they made a comment about everyone about is everyone suffering is somehow. somehow. And mm -hmm. really, like, I just guess, how much are we causing our own suffering though? Like the systems, the systems are keeping us, you know, chained so that we are suffering from that aspect, the political or capitalism. But on the day to day, people are out there causing their own suffering because they're miserable and they're feeling negative, heavy energies that they can't transmute. And then they're going and projecting and, and spewing that to everybody else that they interact with. So we don't have to suffer. That's for sure. That's for sure. Well, and I like, I always go to Buddhism for this. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching. Tie. Okay. So I want to tell you, I always like to, as I equate everything to like shows. So if you guys haven't watched this show, <laughs> um, I was watching uh, Marco Polo 
right? Um, and it's funny because of the Mongols and the Mongols, like, he's like, we accept any religion, but he just like uses any religion that helps him in that moment. <laughs> and, his, and his empress is like, yeah, you can't just be using any religion that serves you in the moment, you know? But so I'm going to pull the, I just had to preface that, but I'm going to be using the Buddhist card. So I'll be pulling yeah. that out, which is there is suffering there is a way out. And guess what it is? Finding the balance and harmony. You know, there's the eightfold path. There's like different ways to get there. But really, at the end of the day, it's telling you to balance the internal masculine and feminine energy, honestly. Mm. And even in alchemy, right? It's the bride's chamber. People think the bride's chamber and the consummation is men and women coming together. It can be, and that's part of it. But it's really the consummation of yourself internally to consummate and, and marry the into the uh sacred feminine and masculine energy inside yourself yes. which is like yeah and then once you're whole perfect yes. you already are whole perfect and complete but once you have um unlearned all of the trash that they've taught us over time and you realize how powerful you are and magnificent you are as a human being um and you come to that wholeness within yourself then i think it's good for you to be in relationship but i think that's why we're so out of whack with relationships and you know it's funny i just see all the time people are like oh dating at this age is hard people are divorcing left and right no one stays together i'm like yeah and it's a lot of it's because no one's doing the work you know exactly. they want to fill the void of what they feel is missing so for instance you know if you're feeling like you're missing that nurturing side you want to fill it with the feminine energy of a woman and the reality is, is can you even give yourself that nurturing? Can mm. you even allow yourself? Because if you can't even give it to yourself, how, how is someone else going to give it to you? You're going to reject it or you're not going to even think of it sacred or you're not going to be grateful for it. You're going to turn it away. You're going to or, you know, you're not going to be grateful for it. And we see that a lot. Oh, he just was not grateful anymore. I was doing all this stuff and he and then the woman leaves and the guy's going like, what the hell happened? I didn't realize how much she does. Well, yeah, because you yourself weren't healed internally for the sacred feminine. You were using her to fill a void, not the way it should work. Yeah. And having people feel, and that's why I like the twin flame theory, because if you are a twin flame, um, it's not like that at all. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> it's the opposite. It helps you. Uh, it, yeah. It forces you Heal. to look at your damn self. And integrate and right but it is the alchemical stages and it is that sacred marriage within that mm -hmm. comes from the twin flame journey and that's just beautiful because like i said earlier then from like you said that whole integrated space like now it's more of the i am presence and this authentic soul um mm -hmm. rather than all these wounded ego um aspects that are navigating yep yep and see, and then let's look at this. It says, I, I wanted to read what you're saying. That's me. Just work and provide. Keep going. I've been working with a bad knee for three years. See, there you go. That right there to me tells me, well, I don't know. My question would be like, are you taking care of yourself? Are you nurturing yourself? Or are you being what society has done to us? And I'm not sure where you are, Rockwell, or you can say where you are if you want to or not. I'm assuming you're in the Western world. You may or may not be. But I can tell you right now that if you're what I see with men in the Western world is, oh, I'm not going to go to the doctor. Oh, I'll just work. Through yeah. it. And that is toxic to yourself. That yeah. is a wounded masculine to yourself because maybe you weren't taught 
okay, to do that. Florida, I think you told us, were you on last time? You might have told us last time. And so are you taking care of yourself? Are you learning to nurture yourself? Are you learning to heal yourself? Or are you just going to keep going and going and going? Remember that, um, yes, I don't trust the medical system. I get that. I get that. But I mean, in terms of like finding um, a, a way to help mitigate the pain or to support you in your healing process. Mm. You know, those are things that, you know, that's a feminine thing to allow so yourself to heal, to take, yeah, to take rest to, um, to, you know, not so much like, oh, and see, here's where society gives it a bad rap. Oh, well, then you're just lazy. You're just this, you're just that. And that's not very nurturing. Like, how the hell do we expect men to understand what nurturing is if they don't even know how to nurture themselves? They don't even have a clue. Yeah. Then it's just a voice of judgment. You're just beating yourself up. Uh -huh. Yeah stuck in negative energy and that becomes your reality because then yeah mm -hmm. yeah it's a tough cycle to break it's a tough cycle to break and and i don't know how the western world is you know i think what we're seeing now as a result of this and this is kind of like my foresight uh not saying it's true but how i see the world is that we have this confusion of genders now there, there's there i think the children are confused they're totally, they, they're not sure what they want to be. Yeah. And again, and it's, like, yeah, because yeah, it, no, because it's not meant to be like <laughs> gender of the body. It's the energy that they feel. And one right. is more dominant than the other. And yeah, again, coming back to like the evolution of consciousness and things are just going to keep changing. That's for sure. And I, think, and I think they're confused. They yeah. don't know what they want to be. The, and, and I mean, in terms of gender, I'm yeah. saying gender because, because we are sort of brought into this world. We don't choose if, the, oh, well, there's theories that say we do choose what gender we want to be. Okay. But I'm going to just say, we don't choose. We just come in as like, it's a girl, it's a boy, you know? And, and in that, right, we embody both energies, but in gender, right, in order for the human species to to continue, there was a reason why men and women came into the world as men and women and not as one whole unit. And that's because, yeah. yeah, to continue to continue the race, right? But if people are not wanting to take on or ascribe to the gender that they came into the world as, then the human population will decline because they're not wanting children or they're changing their sex, all that kind of stuff. Now we can go into like, well, this is, uh, you know, the mindset, what that means, all that kind of stuff. But if we had this healthy idea of the balance internally, he, the human species, I believe would be healthy enough to say, we want to continue to procreate. We want to continue to expand, you know, the human race. But at this point, <laughs> That's not what's happening, right? Most people are like, I don't even want to have children. Yeah. Me being one of those. <laughs> or, you know, I'm gonna change my my sex altogether, or I'm just not, I'm just gonna do this or that. And there's a like this confusion about, well, I don't even know anymore. I don't even know because because we haven't been 
taught how to heal or how, what a healthy feminine would look like. What does a healthy masculine look like? We're, we're so far away from it. Yeah. Yes. We're, we're just like totally on the extremes at this point. And, and, you know, then we have these gender wars that you, you, that it's like I said, I was, I was agreeing with that dude on Facebook and he could, he was so enraged. He couldn't see back past his own fury that he thought that I was not agreeing with him. I said, yeah, you're, you're so, you want to fight with women so badly this, that you can't even see there's a woman on your side. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> people Which get just, blinded by it. That's for sure. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, by the, by like we, ha this is a war. Like I'm coming at them as a, I'm like, I'm not here to fight a war or rage war against you. Either the gender wars and all that. That's not what I'm here for. Um, if anything, I'm here to heal myself. Right. So that I can walk this world as a healed, uh, feminine and masculine energy. Yes. You know, I think I'm opposite of you, very masculine. I mean, I've always been, I've always had to protect myself. I had to learn how to over-exercise that muscle and didn't know how to rest, didn't know how to nurture myself, didn't know how to stop, didn't know, you know, I was everything for myself. So I had to protect myself, right? And this goes back from childhood, right? Because if you go back to childhood, it's like I lived in a very violent, I feel like a very toxic place. You know, with it was crazy. I had to fend for myself and have a choice, but to be that. You know, my father I've talked about was very, very toxic. He was not, he was, he was violent. He was, you know, I had no place for tears. You know, it was like you just, it was almost like he was telling me to man up. You yeah. know, that was how I was raised. So I didn't cry for the longest time. And every time I'd cry, I would have to swallow it down. You know, and I had strep throat. I had all these chakra, throat chakra issues and stuff like that because I couldn't cry. So I experienced that and I'm learning to heal what that looks like for me. I'm learning how to relax, which is not easy for me. I hated taking baths. I hated baths when I was little. I was like, get me in the shower, in and out, done. <laughs> you know, you know, my sister's total opposite, right? She was, she was more hanging out with my mom. So her, she's like, oh, this, that. So I'm learning how to just, just to relax. It's taken me so long to figure that out. Yeah. So, you know, I always tell it like a man, this is why I don't have a man in my life. Why? Because they have to be more masculine than me. And right. I don't know that there's a man or more masculine than me. It's kind of sad. <laughs> but if I did find a healthy masculine that was more masculine than me and I felt safe, I would naturally fall into my feminine state of being. I would because I'd, I'd feel safe. Okay. I don't feel safe. That's the problem. Okay. So men want to know, want to understand, I don't feel safe. There is not a man out there that, why? Because maybe because of my daddy issues, I don't know. But I have yet to experience what that feels like, to be honest with you. Yeah. So that's not my story. And I'm not saying it doesn't exist, right? Um, but then there's these walls that you put up, right? Because you're like, oh, if I don't protect myself, they're not going to protect me. So I, I got to do it for myself. Um. So no, no, no. I take Kung Fu. I don't do gunk. Guns. <laughs> um, I'm like, I know guns can outdo a, a, a weapon or whatever, but when your bullets run out, you better be careful. 
um let's see can change genders anyway biologic yeah can interchange correct um but a gun though is symbolically like the masculine's role manifested yes like, men managed <laughs> to really create this image of themselves through guns that's true because it's like yeah. they shoot out sperms and they shoot out bullets <gasps> all right i wasn't I thinking think that about one. that one okay oh goodness <laughs> you just take it to a whole new level natalie <laughs> but it's true yeah yeah so like we, <laughs> we give the sperm for life and we will take it away through a bullet like okay that's great thanks oh, <laughs> oh, <man>. no <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah i hope you're laughing <laughs> I am kind of hilarious. No, I'm just kidding. I always tell myself, I'm funny to myself. And she's like, you're not funny. I'm like, yes, I am. I'm always making she's myself like, laugh. I know, me too. She's like, you're the only one laughing. Um, but I, I feel like other people laugh at my stuff. I think I could, I don't know if I could be a stand-up comedian, but yeah, I, think I, 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 I think I'm funny. I'm pretty witty sometimes, <laughs> only sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't even think of it that way. They have. Cause that's exactly what it's like yeah it is kind of crazy it's how they protect right that's how they feel mm -hmm. safe how they're big weapons and yeah. yeah yeah and they've had to i guess it's had to magnify now that you god a lot of things are clicking right now so i'm like <laughs> they had to protect and it got bigger and bigger and more out of control because well i think some people were trying to protect what they currently have which is maybe some land and properties that they quote unquote felt like they owned and then because they couldn't protect it they built bigger weapons but also there were people who were like i want more than what i have too so that was another thing right it's like yeah. and i'm going to expand beyond these walls um it's funny because i am like i told you i'm watching that series marco polo and i'm like wow like there's just it's never enough you know what i mean it's always like right. <laughs> No. more i'm like why just just be peaceful with you have a shit ton of land like what do you want more empires for like come on how many empires do you possibly have you know you can't hold on to it all anyway so but yeah i think that that makes total sense that they use that for protection and then it just got bigger and out of control and before you knew it it was like weapons that can annihilate an entire planet which is kind of not good i mean that's very toxic that's like that's like the ultimate toxicity if you will i think yeah. at its ultimate high like oh we have you know this bomb that we could just explode and i think they were afraid of their own self because nobody's really used those but we've never got to that particular point right because they're just like oh everyone will suffer well, we yeah. already do, but now we're really going to put everyone under this. Just summary. fear tactics, you know. North Korea, they're going to shoot missiles at us. So, right, just a way to kind of keep people in line. Get away from us. Sorry. No. Yeah. Definitely oh toxic energy, though. That's what I'm going to think about from now on. <laughs> Do not shoot your sperm over here. Do not want it. It is not oh welcome. God. Oh my god! <laughs> god there's adults that listen to us. I don't think children are listening to this at all. 
Oh gosh. <laughs> I have to put into comedy that way though, because it's like <laughs> don't I can get way too serious about this stuff. And like, and then before you know it, it's like my mom and everybody's like, Natalie, you have yeah. save the world. And I'm like, I'm like, I know, I'm just trying to save myself. It's enough. <laughs> um, but but yeah, that's kind of like how it is. Oh my gosh, you just never thought of it that way, Pam. Oh, I'm glad I get helped you with the aha moment. <laughs> you helped you help me put something that's like so heavy into something that's comical, which is yeah, kind of nice, yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, I had the realization when I was um, I was seeing this this guy, um, and yeah, he has tons and tons of guns, and he was just so happy to like you know show me and was like yeah and i kind of was watching him and observing and seeing all of his joy and then kind of realized like wow this is like symbolically just this masculine energy like manifested into a physical materialistic form mm -hmm. just like i feel like with women are the feminine right it's art it's that creative you know clay or mm -hmm. paintings or whatnot it's that kind of mm -hmm. beauty through music wow, or song our, or dance. To harm. What, which ones have we done to harm humanity? <laughs> it's all clay. We oh. feel pottery. Right? Right? I don't know. Oh. I feel like at this point, though, we can't change the way it's structured. So <laughs> all we can do is observe it, you know, notice our role in it again, do the healing work. Because, um, yeah, it's it's got its own purpose through okay. consciousness. No, but that is a good question on a larger scale. If we thought about, because if we say that masculine's like the, the most wounded, I don't want to just say toxic, but the way that it manifests the most wounded is through a bomb, right? Cause that's probably like the, the ultimate thing that you can do. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe there's more, I don't know, but I'd say the, a bomb, right? A U bomb what Oppenheimer created. I want to go see that movie, by the way. And by the way, I'm from New Mexico. So I, you know, they, they this is where it all starts. So I'm kind of like, I should probably get out of here. No, but yeah. anyway, so we see Oppenheimer. That's kind of like the ultimate wounded masculine. What would be the ultimate wounded feminine? What would that show up as? Do would you say the particle accelerator? opening these holes that I don't know if it really does that, but trying to open these portals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, possibly. Because <laughs> with the feminine, I feel like, right, creator and destroyer. So when you uh -huh. think about, like, you know, goddess Kali, um, uh -huh. who's a very dark feminine, right? Because here we are also, if you want to really look at it, the, the wounded part is going to be the shadow. It's going to be the dark. So if you look at the gods and the goddesses, um, the dark compared to the more um like conscious i guess like enlightened one um but yeah it's like i could just kill and destroy right like whatever i created in my birth i could wipe out and start over yeah and you know it's funny because at cern kali is the statue that's out front i think it's kali yeah it is it's kali yeah so that's kind of funny so there you go both end up in total annihilation. <laughs> I don't think we want that as humans. <laughs> I think we want to survive. And we're in a unique, we're in a unique 
situation as humans. And I hope, my hope is that people can remember that. Like we have this beautiful opportunity to experience life and, and even be inquisitive about it and, and, and communicate what we're seeing and, and, and even co-participate with, you know, consciousness and morphing it and shaping it and all these things Mm. that we're part of this narrative and we know it, which is kind of cool. And we have this beautiful place that we can be in yet. I think people disconnect from that and it's in, in rightfully, not rightfully so, but I'd say it was, um, intentionally so that the narrative was to keep us away from realizing our potential, realizing our power. Absolutely. We are so magnificent as creatures. Um, but yet we've become so overly wounded. Um, and the wounds of our, our feminine and masculine energy internally, not externally, not in gender, but I think if we And I think with the the twin flame theory as well, I think if we were able to heal the, the, you know, and consummate the sacred feminine and masculine internally and, and come to that wholeness that we would see the rise of empires again, the rise of kings and queens, right? And And that's what's happening or will happen. That's where we're headed. Yeah. Yeah, And we need to. Yes. Because it's become so, it's become so lopsided at this yeah. point. So I have done a lot of the work. Um, like I have obviously gone through all of those stages and I am in my union with myself and all of that. Um, and I channel, like I, I definitely do a lot of journaling and, and do like alters, go into altered states of consciousness. And after my recent experience with the ayahuasca and where I was at and what I was questioning, I had a massive Kundalini awakening and I was channeling and writing for hours in my journal. And I went up the chakras, um, starting at the root all the way to the crown from the feminine perspective. And then I went up them um, through the masculine perspective and then it kind of merged and integrated and I really, um, and in that channeling, my feminine was talking about like reclaiming, you know, the crown, reclaiming the land, reclaiming the power. And then as my masculine w- was going like through that churn, same thing. It was like this opposite, but this um, synchronicity because he is like, we are going to reclaim the land. We are going to be like that, you know, what they took from us. We are going to rise back and integrate and create again and, and reclaim that. And I absolutely believe that's part of the evolution of consciousness and where we're going as a collective. We're all just on different stages, depending on like our, you know, our awakening, um, processes as well as our intentional you know if you do the shadow work if you can sit with it and do do it every day or when it arises um you're going to get through it much easier than someone who runs from the healing process because it's too painful uh and that's why about causing our own suffering like yeah there's a lot in the world that we're experiencing but we can change that one by one by doing the healing um, for ourselves. And, and so I absolutely agree with that statement about 
being a feminine and a masculine in leadership and empowered together from this like very healthy state of the sacred um, because there's no there's no intimidation, right? There's no power control. There's no struggle. There's no, like, it's now I feel seen. I feel heard. I feel safe to be vulnerable because vulnerability is going to be a huge aspect. If you can't get comfortable with vulnerability, then you are going to suffer. You are going to have challenges. Um, so I absolutely agree. Like that is where these energies are headed in their integration and their union. Yeah, well, I think vulnerability has been stifled. That's why, too. It's yeah. like trying to come out because, you know, the vulnerability ended up being a mockery or a joke. And, yeah. you know, in, in the Western world, again, you know, it's like you can't be vulnerable. You can't do this. You can't. The reality is, is that now people are looking for vulnerability and authenticity. People are tired of the fake shit. And that's really, to me, becomes this political rhetoric, this, you know, I don't deal with politics at all. It, I mean, you have to, I'm not going to say it all, but I don't get into political narratives no, because don't. all of it is just fancy language and whoever has the most fancy control. language and the best distinctions. Yeah. <laughs> control, manipulation <laughs> for their agenda. And then, then they win then they yeah. win right no break out so, of the matrix break out <laughs> yes beyond the political narrative beyond that you know there's this beautiful um flow and ebb and flow of life because everybody you know it's funny you'll, you you kind of see you we use i like spiral dynamics the easiest way to describe what's happening right where you have this political kind of blue if you equate it to blue um, which they do, is that bureaucratic, you know, this kind of like, how do we, there's these rules, there's this oneness, the da, da, da. you kind of move to this capitalist idea where you're still playing politics as, you know, I think a capitalist because, because the government has so much control over what's happening right now that money then goes to these big corporations and, and they sway the political arena and agenda and narrative and they're paying off these people so that it can be towards their way of thinking so and it's funny because you know my friend brandon's talk about this all the time but if you move up the ladder you're getting into something that's like equitable let's talk about equity that's still political like you still have to go through the political arena but if you hit yellow in spiral dynamics which is where i try i'm trying to operate from that perspective because to me, what's needed is for us to include all those things, not act as though they don't exist, but to include them and then transcend yes. them so that we can then start to evolve consciousness. People are saying, well, we're evolving consciousness and this and that. I'm like, I don't know if people know what they're talking about. <laughs> um, and, and it's fine. They are where they are, right? It's it, It's just that I think people use these fancy words and don't really understand what that means. Right. And if we looked at consciousness and it would be based on your definition of consciousness. Right. But I feel like we're at that place of what does it, which is a yellow, which is very inquisitive. It's it's not really having an answer because at this point, nobody has an answer about what the hell's to come. We're all just trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah. Like we're waking up from this big ass illusion and we're going like, OK, now what? Where, where do we go from here? It's very uncomfortable to be at that place. So if you look at spiral dynamics, kind of look at yellow, which is kind of the next tier where we're questioning. 
We don't necessarily have an answer. I think we're just questioning, how do we heal? How do we begin to understand what kind of weird ass illusion we just lived yeah. through? The, the, the politics, the capital, the everything. You're not even, and it's not that you're judging it because it's a part of you. It's a part of our narrative, uh, you know, historically. It is part of what we've done, but now we've come to this point where we've created this complex thing, right? Let's go back to the simple complex that you were talking about. And it's like, we're at this point where we have to re-question everything because nobody, everybody's like, whoa, well, like that was not the result we were aiming for. <laughs> we have missed the mark completely. Yeah. You know, I think our forefathers are like, what the hell happened? Yeah. I don't know if that's, that's not where we were aiming. And I think it just kind of just went somewhere else. And so now, you know, I think as a society, especially the the Western world, we're looking at it going like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't think that was what we were trying to create. Um, but we're under this like, you know, American dream. We're dreaming this dream that we're like waking up from and going like, well, that was a weird dream. I don't know if that's really where we want to head anymore. Right. And we're questioning those individuals are the people we talk to. Those ones that are kind of going like, hmm, we've got to change something here. We there's, But guess what? Those individuals are the ones that are going to do the work to heal the sacred feminine and masculine because that's where the answers are, right? In healing that where new empires rise or new kingdoms arise or however you want to call them, but from a place of healed like healing. And then maybe we go through the narrative again. Maybe it's a healed, maybe we start these tiny communities, right? And we're rising and all this. And then we go through the dark ages and then we arise these new empires. And then maybe we go through the story all over again. Who knows? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then we fall asleep again and we start fighting wars again. And we're like, this is my property. And we do the same shit over and over. Who knows? Um, but I think we're all starting with good intentions. Yeah. Right? And I think that's kind of where we're at. So think of that when you're thinking of this podcast, that's what it's kind of about. It's those individuals who are like, I'm lost. I'm confused. I don't know what's next. Guess what? Nobody knows what's next. And the second someone tells you they know what's next, run the opposite direction. <laughs> because nobody knows. I can tell you this. They don't know. <laughs> We're having to create this next. We are the ones creating and paving the way for what's next. We don't know what's mm. next. We don't have a clue. Um, and we know that what we're doing isn't working. And I know that people are like, now what do we do to pivot? Um, and I and I think, you know, Claire Graves said this with Spiral Dynamics, the more that we try to solve the problems, the more complex the problems become. And so it just becomes this spiral. I think it's just be simple. Get back to simplicity, which is like, you know, I don't know, we want to purchase land, we want to have a, a place that's off the grid that you know, can operate on its own and get back to the simple basics where you wake up in the morning, and you're with the stars at night, and you're doing ceremony, and you're, you're connecting with earth, and you're working together to support each other, you know, like that yeah. kind of thing. Now, I don't know, maybe it's a wish, you know, maybe my, my mind, whatever. No, I think that's part but of the collective thoughts. People are trying to live in smaller communities where they can help each other, live sustainably off the land, RVs or whatever, even so they don't have roots. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like nomads. Like exactly. Before, kind of nomadic. I think people are tired of government. So I think they're really just tired of the government control and people are waking up to that. They're waking up to the consumerism and the capitalism that's just 
we're enchained and enslaved to. And like, that's the structure that really needs um, to change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, so I think with that, you know, what, how this circles back into sacred feminine masculine is that once we heal, once we do the healing internally with our own energies of masculine and feminine energy, we really work. And like Pam kept saying, be aware, just kind of looking at it. Right. And, and understanding, like, if you see someone who's, you know, being very controlling, ask yourself, how do I, how am I controlling? How and why? Where did that idea come from? Why do I feel the need to control? You know what I mean? Now, protection and control, two different things. There's a distinction between the two, right? Yeah. Protecting is saying, you step over my boundaries and I'm going to protect myself. You know my boundary, right? Controlling is like, I'm going to tell you what your boundaries are and you're going to follow what I tell you. Totally different yeah. narrative. Completely it's the difference different. between a good defense so, and offense. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, yes. So understanding that and, and understanding how these operate internally inside of you and healing that. If you have a lot of yin, maybe you need some more yang. If you have a lot of yang, you maybe you need some more yin. And and what does that even feel like? How, does, how do you experience that? How do you, you know, Rock, you were talking about not resting. How do you find more rest when you need it? and allow yourself to rest you know where does that come in you know do you even feel safe enough to rest right and that's where the sacred feminine comes in that's where it's like you know women if they took on that role if you were in a marriage would say it's okay i'm gonna nurture you there's nothing wrong with being hurt i want to help you through this process you can heal so you can get back to feeling better so you can feel get back to you know, being that protector you want to be not wounded, but also healed right at the same time. So it's the same thing, mm -hmm. but you've got to be willing to give that to yourself. Yeah. You, it's not something that someone can just give to you. You have to be willing to accept that and give it to yeah. yourself. Cause everybody's got wounds and they can only meet you as far as they've healed themselves. That's right. So, so it's looking at those things. Right. And that's for all masculine, you know, feminine, you know, someone like me is totally, overly masculine then it's like yeah how do i find that grace for myself how do i nurture myself because i'm so like oh i gotta do this a b c like a drill sergeant you know and then opposite end where the feminine is like okay you've rested you've got creative now you got to get to business like you've got to protect and and, and support yourself in that protection mm -hmm. as well getting up and making things happen you know what i mean moving forward finding out what your goals are in that. So there's that balance between the yeah, two. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. So uh, that is all I have to do. We went kind of long. Um, Pam, do you have anything else to say? Uh, not that I can think of. Not really. I think, yeah, it was a good, <laughs> it was a good rundown. Uh, yes. Um, so we appreciate you guys showing Absolutely. up. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, Just you. know that like with your friends, you can share this podcast with them um but also know that you know we're here we're doing the work we are the work we are in the process we are authentic we are going to tell you like it is like you know no holdbacks um but we appreciate you showing up for yourself um and you know we both hope that you 
I'm speaking on behalf of you. Yeah, no, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) We hope that you guys will go out there and really just do the work for yourself, you know? Um, We need more humans doing this work. It it, it can't, you know, there's there's no, everybody. If we could get the entire planet right. to do this work. Follow your triggers. Be in a much- I guess that's my last thing. Like, Follow your triggers. It will lead to the wounds. It will show you what needs to be healed. I know. Those triggers, I yeah. tell you. That's a hard There's no way out but through. Yeah, so. exactly. Well, guess what? We do the work. So if, we, if Pam and I can do the work, you could do the work. Promise. Yeah. It, it's scary. It's hard. It's not easy. But it's rewarding in the end. And It, it truly it, is. It's healing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's healing. And it's a calling. So it's definitely a calling. It's gonna keep coming for you. If it's meant to <laughs> if it's meant to be your journey in this lifetime that you signed up for. It's just the ego that gets in the way. <laughs> That's funny. They're gonna hear that at night. It's coming it for is. you. It's coming for you. <laughs> you cannot hide from this people. You have been called to do something magnificent in your life. So you better just listen. <laughs> Because as much as you run, it's going to chase you and you can't escape it. You know what I mean? So, so work on healing yourself, you know, just in, in, we're here if you guys need support. So um, reach out to us. We also will be doing some, um, some private um, stuff. I think what we're going to focus on is abundance consciousness. um, And that will be um, done on Patreon. I believe, but we'll let you know when it is. Um, they will be exclusive for those who want to be a part of it. We will be working towards helping people understand abundance consciousness. What does that even mean? And how do we tap into that? And I can tell you uh, as a little hint that abundance consciousness has nothing to do with materialism. And I can tell you this, our greatest asset that we have is time. And how we are able to manifest more or less of it is how you will become abundant um and have more of that time to do what you love so we'll be uh doing that uh pretty soon um but we'll keep you posted on that um and i think that's pretty much it you can go to women of consciousness we're on facebook if you'd like to do women of consciousness you can find us there we are on instagram as well and you guys can find us there as well so much more to come Yeah, so much more to come. We love you guys. Have a fantastic day. Bye. Bye.